I am with Sophia Fowler today, and I am curious, what is your current occupation in life at the moment? So I'm a student at Gross Point South High School, and I'm going into my junior year. Very interesting. So with COVID-19 popping up so randomly in the middle of the year, uh, how did your school or you personally adapt to the systems that were in place? Yeah, so um, just kind of starting from the beginning, we actually, a lot of people got off on that Friday, I believe it was March 12th. We got off on Thursday, March 11th. Um, we got, I remember it was my fifth period AP US history class. And um, I was sitting with my friends and we had heard rumors that we would not have school the next day. And they were, you know, just rumors, but because we are in a pretty um, like tight area, it's considered like a bubble. Everyone knows each other. Um, and so one of the students there, his mom, I believe, was like the secretary for the school board, something like that. And he had gotten news mm -hmm. that the uh, school system had decided to shut down uh, the next day, have school, like no school for teacher training for COVID. Um, so at that point, we had all gotten an email. Our parents were texting us basically saying no school tomorrow. And we were all pretty excited for obvious reasons. <laughs> exactly. Because no school. We all wanted that. Um, so... That night, you know, uh, my dad had told me that Governor Gretchen Whitmer, who's, you know, our governor of Michigan, was going to be uh, holding a press conference regarding basically, you know, like what was, what the next stages and plans were, because at that point, I think the case has gone from two to 11 in like a day. Um, so do you, do you think that um, that conference was any help to you, or do you think that you could have figured everything out on your own later in time anyways without it. So I think the conference, uh, her press conference was definitely pretty helpful, um, primarily because at the time, none of us really knew what were, like what was going on. We were kind of all in this like, kind of just like blank zone of like, no one, like absolutely no one knew what was going on. The teachers had admitted that they didn't know what was going on. The school system had released that and like that was it and they were refusing to give out any other information. And um, basically everyone was kind of in like a mid panic anxiety type thing. It was like just pretty stressful. And then night, that night when she came out and said like no school for the next three weeks, I think initially um, like I, I knew I thought it was a good idea. Um, my parents thought it was a good idea. It was just kind of like the rather be safe than sorry, which she thankfully did. Um, because that could have lowered, like we see now with Florida, like 12,000 cases a day. The most we had was I think right under 2,000 today. Um, we also we also have to consider that Florida's pop, population Florida's of people is, is different from us. Yeah, that is true, and they also have different things like Disney World and Universal, and they're a big do, uh, tourist attraction. Versus Michigan, where the summers are a tourist attraction, but it's primarily for like mm -hmm. you know um, people who live in Lower Michigan going up north. Um, but I know initially. Um, it was kind of like once we got the three weeks, I remember being extremely happy, which I, I feel like is kind of like I felt a little bit guilty on my behalf only because, you know, there are people dying. Um, but, like, okay. yay, but, but did you feel guilty? Did you feel guilty because um, you understood what was what was going on and you didn't feel like that was a good reason to be happy for no school or did you feel guilty because you did understand but you still didn't want school anyways and you'll take any reason to get off yeah i think it was definitely kind of the second version of like i 
I understood that there were people dying. And at that point, Michigan mm -hmm. was not as big as it was, but like, I have two cousins and an aunt and an uncle who live in California. They live in the Bay Area, which was hit very hard at that point and still is with coronavirus. So like they were already on lockdown at that point. And so I felt, you know, kind of bad because it's like, well, I know my cousins are in this area where, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of people are dying a day and we could get to that point. But yay, no school for three weeks. And like, um, I know depending on a lot of students personally I take a lot of more rigorous classes so at that point I had like two AP classes I had two honors classes um, and I was taking like my school newspaper class and a few other more rigorous classes and so I felt like for me it was kind of a moment of like relief where it's like oh yay no stress for three weeks because we didn't know if we were going to be doing remote learning or not she didn't really clarify so, at that point were you worried at all that um that when we did go back that you were going to be bombarded with an unbelievable amount of work in order to prepare for things like SATs or whatever you had to take in the coming couple months uh yeah definitely I I kind of had a feeling it was specifically with my AP classes I took AP US history and AP psychology and both of those are very like difficult classes you go very fast and so in both of those classes, I kind of understood, at least with my AP psychology teacher, that no matter what, we were going to be doing stuff online, which kind of gave me some ease because it's like, oh, okay, like at least we're not going to be so behind. But I feel like with my AP US history, we weren't really clarified with anything. So it was more so like we, we had no clue what we were going to do. And keep in mind that for us, like AP exams are in mid-May uh, and they were supposed yep. to be in early May at that point they moved them back like a week or two. And so even losing like that, you know, even, even losing a day in an AP class is a huge deal because you're on a time crunch where it's like, you have to get that done. So I, I think for everyone, it kind of depended on classes, on extracurriculars, on who you were as a person. Like for me, I found it almost like very relieving when I feel like I shouldn't have found it that relieving. Did you think that in with all that is going on, did you think that you would be exempt from some things or you would have some things that might be adapted for you guys since you are on such a rigorous regimen? Yeah, so at that point, I was kind of, I was already in that mind state of like that, or that, excuse me, mindset of like, you know, well, how would my teachers look at this? How would the school system look at this? And so for me personally, um, I know I was kind of, I was definitely thinking about that and how, well, you know, like we have textbooks, but the majority of AP classes are all lecture because they're college course classes, like they're college-based classes. So like for my sake in that scenario, um, you know, it was kind of like, I, I was I was thinking, but I was also a little bit worried about how that was going to go with, with classes because you never, because there was no like very clear expectation of what was to come because everything that's happened with COVID was kind of like you you really had to take it day by day and you still do um but I I know for me it was kind of like you know I I know I have this I know I have like this chapter this week but what am I going to do after that how am I going to learn the material without um lectures like how am I going to do this and that was that was definitely a question that I think a lot of us had at that point so do you think your teachers could have been more virtually prepared for this since 
we already knew that it was going on in other countries like China and, and really the entire European nation. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think so. And I think I don't put the blame as much on the teachers as much as I do kind of the state, even nationally. Um, because I think, because the thing is with the teachers is they just kind of go with the flow. Like they go with the curriculum. Their job is just to portray that to students, to give it to students, to give them that information. So I know, um, I, I definitely think, especially for students, COVID could have been, um, taken much more seriously at an earlier time and the question could have I think even arisen in like January or February even before you know mid-March of well what if this gets to the U.S. because it's a virus it's bound to spread so what happens when it gets to the U.S. what are we going to do when it gets to the U.S. and what happens if it's during the school year versus kind of this last minute like okay you guys have tomorrow off the teachers get one day of like work time where they learn how to do it and then you guys go off on your own for it was supposed to be three weeks turned out to I think be like 11 or 12. Do you think that the president could have done better like he could have closed down airports sooner like as soon as it do you think there was a way we could have avoided this better than we already have? Yes um I think that um, I know when COVID kind of first hit the news, we weren't necessarily like the United States was like, oh, it's no big deal, whatever. Um, but I know I've heard interviews from like National Public Radio. I've read articles about mm-hmm. this, like definitely seen a lot. I've heard about this numerous times. Um, so Ohio, which is literally like our neighbor, our, our southern neighbor to us, um, they have the Cleveland Clinic, which is one of the world's and like it's it's one of the best hospitals in the country, one of the best hospitals, most like world renowned hospitals. Um, yep. And so they actually had researchers there who were for, who were focusing on COVID and went to attempted to go to the feds and the president in early January, saying this is a huge problem. And they presented evidence and they basically said, this is a ginormous problem. You need to start hunkering down right now. And he didn't listen. Um, And I think that's why like Ohio is really well off right now. And I think Michigan too is because I know like the Ohio governor, the first time that he, um, the first time that the Ohio governor had heard that they had gotten cases, they went on full lockdown like Michigan did. And so I think my big contradiction with what, President Trump did was basically, um, as I think he's done in the past, is not listening to these people who are presenting evidence, who are presenting what is going on and not really listening to them. And that I think has affected this greatly. I think it's made the curve increase. I think it's really, I, I, I just think if he maybe would have stepped up earlier and said like, listen, um, this is going to be a problem. We would have been a lot better off. And I think even now, like five months in, as you mentioned, he's still. So you you wish he chose to be the bigger man, essentially. Correct. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Essentially, that's what I'm getting at. And also, um, I think too. Yeah, we just did that too. Yeah, and that this, was not fun. It, it's not. I know. And then this week, uh, it's washing windows. So my brother and I did the inside yesterday, and we're doing the outside today and tomorrow. So that's not going to be too fun either, but it's better than laying mulch. Yeah, I just have uh, constant chores that I have to do. Like I uh, generally on most days I'll uh, take care of cleaning up after our lizard that's right next to me right, yeah. right there. 
Um, and then other than that, I take out the trash, do the dishes, um, and then just the basic things that I need to do. Yeah, we have those, and we also, we have three dogs, um, <laughs> and so we have to uh, we for a we while. We had three dogs. Mm -hmm. Um, right now we just have our Bashan now, because we had to get rid of our two greyhounds, because we couldn't, uh, we couldn't keep them anymore. Oh, it, I'm sorry. The house just doesn't, yeah, the house just doesn't support them. Yeah, we, we have, um, a golden retriever, a chocolate lab, and a French bulldog, and the French bulldog oh, nice. is, like, kind of easy, because he's smaller, but he, like, he's insane and then the other two are pretty like calm and docile they're just big so yeah our our little dog he's he's generally pretty calm until new people come over and then he'll be barking a lot but like right now he's directly behind me in that doorway mm -hmm. and it's fine um, and, yeah he's he's sitting so how you personally in home life adapted to covid yeah so um my parents are actually divorced, so I ended up staying with my hey, dad. Hey, welcome to the club. Yeah, exactly. Um, I ended up staying with my dad and my stepmom for like two or three months, and my brother stayed with my mom and my stepdad. So that was mm -hmm. probably the biggest adjustment. He's two years younger than me, and so it was kind of being separated. Like, we could ride our bikes over and sit in, like, the backyard with each other, which we would usually, after a certain point, we would do, like, daily. But for the first, like, month, month and a half-ish, I didn't see him at all. Um, which is definitely like a big adjustment from living with him every day for like 15 years of your life and then you don't see him for like two months. Um, so that's definitely, you know, like a big adjustment. Um, and I think another thing is just kind of like coping with the fact that you are at home and being a teenager, you don't necessarily like want to be near your parents, but you have to be near your parents because COVID-19. Um, and so I know like for me, I downloaded social media um, I got a lot of like different accounts and um, I felt like with social media uh, because I didn't have like a Snapchat before any of this, I felt like a lot more connected to people um, just because so many of my friends and so many people I know, like even if I just know them, you Snapchat, like we could contact over there because nobody really uses like phone numbers anymore. Um, is there some way you, if you restarted from the beginning of when you first first got started with all that do is there anything you personally would have done differently to avoid certain outcomes during this time or yeah um I probably just would have said um like stay calm and I guess just like do what you can because you're not in charge of what Governor Whitmer does you're not in charge of what you know like Trump is doing you're not in charge of any of that you can only be in charge of what you do and try and influence what other people do in a positive way. Um, so like, you know, do good stuff for your, do good things for yourself. Um, and on top of that, I think I would have told myself, you know, like do something new. So like, for example, during COVID, like I started running. Um, and that's like, you know, really good way to get exercise. It's a good way to be outside and it's a good way to like relieve that stress and kind of like the angst that you build up while inside. Um, but like, just definitely like try new stuff every single day because you have the time to do it. You have the abilities to do it. You have the resources to do it. So like, why not do it? Yeah. You're doing better than me because really until, um, until like maybe a month ago, I didn't do any physical activity. Oh yeah. No, oh, yeah. I just did like, 
I did absolutely nada. So now I'm like, I'm riding my ripstick outside when I can now. So I'm actually doing something or occasionally I'll go swimming in the pool out back. But before that, I did nothing, not a zip and zilch. Yeah. What would I like? That was like my first probably two or three weeks. And then I think my dad was the one. My dad's a huge person who like works out every night and whatever. And he's like, you know, you should probably start to work out because you're going to be stuck inside. You have the time to do it and it's healthy. And so I started like running. Uh, I've done like fitness walking before, which is a really another good way if you don't like running like me to, you know, burn calories. Uh, we have a workout room in our basement. So doing that. Um, and then like, I also learned how to longboard cause I was like, why not? And that's a pretty good way to exercise. It's just kind of dangerous, but you know, why not? It's interesting. I don't, I don't hear many people who are like, yeah, during COVID-19, I decided to learn how to longboard. Yeah. I like my best friend, funny enough, has a longboard and she lives like a block away from my house. So I just like run my bike there. She let me have her longboard and I was like, thanks. I'm going to learn how to longboard. Yeah. I... I ride my ripstick, which is skateboard on two wheels, and people yeah. are like, it's gotta be hard. And I'm like, not, not really. Yeah, I know. As soon as, you figure out the as soon as you figure out the balance, you're just essentially kicking back and forth over and over. Yeah, I know my best friend, um, she ripsticks, and my brother, I think, knows how to. He's not, like, great at it, but he at least knows. It's, it's like me and longboarding. Like, I'm not necessarily great at it, but, like, I can 